Hi, this is Vanessa Marshall. I play Harrison Dula on Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to Star Wars Bookworms. Enjoy. Even men like Talon Card occasionally make mistakes. This is the Chimera. Launch the attack. Time to go to work. You won't let me get killed, will you? Is that what I was supposed to be doing here? I should have brought my lightsaber. So, Kay, are you doing anything with uh, StarWars.com This Is Madness? I've been trying to stay away from it this year. Normally I'm really, really into it, but I have snuck a peek at it a couple of times. Okay, so I'm curious, why are you uh, staying away from it this year as opposed to last year? I get so emotionally attached to the characters I want to win, and then when they don't, I get so upset and st- or like stressed out when I see the numbers are really low. Or- <laughs> So I just, I don't need that stress this year. That kind of happened to me in the play-in round. Because yeah. I'm, I'm a big Luke Skywalker fan. And I was like, why is Luke Skywalker in the play-in round? Like, shouldn't he be, I mean, he's like the hero of the, maybe not of the whole saga, but at least of the original trilogy. He's He is the character. So you would think he would just kind of have a given. You know, he'd be part of the main tournament. Yeah, I'm not sure how the chose that other than you know having like rebels characters in play in yeah and he came up against ahsoka in the first you know in the play in and you're like oh she's coming off a high from the whole reveal in rebels it's it was an unfair match i mean i guess it was close and then apparently like somebody started making like these bots that were like auto voting yeah i heard about that and so then starwars.com had to go in and like you know who knows they, they were trying to figure out what votes really counted and then i guess it ended up Luke ended up losing, so yeah. Yeah, I get serious about it, but not enough to go like program something to make it the way I want it to be. I know, right? <laughs> hey, that's dedication, I guess. It is very but. dedicated, but also really frustrating for everybody else yes. who's voting normally. <laughs> well, we are we are here doing Star Wars Bookworms. This is actually episode number thirty-eight, and as you listeners can tell, I'm here, but the other host. Um, Teresa is sadly not able to join us tonight, but we do have a guest, which you've heard me talking to her. It is Kay from Fangirl Blog and from the Hyperspace Theories podcast. So welcome to Star Wars Bookworms, Kay. This is your first time. It is. Thanks for having me. No problem. And I feel like I've been podcasting with you a lot lately. We did. We um, have been. We did the Doctor Who episode of Fangirl Chat, and then we did um, Disney Vault Talk uh, Rebel Yell. Yeah, the finale. So this is uh this is like three weeks in a row now that we've been podcasting together. So that's kind of you were kind of the first person I thought of when Teresa, she's she's real busy right now and uh you know she knew she wasn't gonna be able to make it on this episode so she recommended I find someone else to do it with me and I was like you know what I've you know I'm starting to get used to podcasting with Kay why don't I ask her? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's good to have you on. Uh, we have a ton to talk about, actually. We're not going to do any reviews tonight. We're not doing a book review. We're not doing any comics review. I know in the last episode, we said we were going to review Tarkin in our next episode. We are still planning on doing Tarkin, but so much news came out between our last episode and now, and specifically book news, so we wanted to just kind of take an episode uh, with Star Wars Celebration coming up. We wanted to get this episode in and get a chance to talk about some of these, uh, some of these big announcements and releases that are coming up. So before we get into that, though, we did want to do a quick update about what's going on with Star Wars Celebration. So Star Wars Celebration is coming up uh, mid-April, 
I think it starts uh, April 16th, right? Thursday, April yes, 16th. Thursday. And are you going to Star Wars Celebration? I am. Awesome. So we'll get to meet you, and hopefully you, you might have a chance to come to our, our panel that we're doing. Uh, we are going to be on the podcast stage, uh, Star Wars Bookworm. So me and Teresa, and we actually have a couple guests lined up. Um, Mark Newbold from Jedi News UK, and he also does stuff with Star Wars Insider and a bunch of other stuff. He's uh, He does the, the 1138 podcast. Um, and then we also have Jedi Schwa that many people know. Um, he is from the Techno Retro Dads podcast. So those two guys are going to be on stage with us, and we are going to be talking about all things Star Wars books and comics. Um, and kind of the plan is is for it to just kind of be a laid-back panel. Uh, we're going to talk about just some of our favorite books and comics, um, have a lot of crowd participation, um, and just have a really good time. So some of the cool things that we have going on with that, uh, we actually did make some T-shirts for specifically for Star Wars Celebration um, that you can find on Zazzle. So if, uh, if anyone is interested in picking up a t-shirt, if you're planning on going to our panel, we would love for you to show up in one of our t-shirts. Um, so you can head on over to Zazzle, uh, zazzle.com, and search for the store SW Bookworms, and you will be able to find our original white Star Wars Bookworm shirts and then also our very colorful Star Wars Celebration uh, Bookworms t-shirts. And then another really cool thing we're doing is we're actually going to have an exclusive pin um, that we got an official Star Wars artist um, who is who has already he actually just emailed us the final design today so it has been finalized we will be having these pins and I think I'm okay to announce who it is now so now that we have that final design um, and his name is Zach Gialongo. Are I'm you familiar, familiar with him? No, what does he do? He does the Ewoks comics. Ah, um, so he did with Teresa involved. Yeah, right. So we <laughs> with Teresa involved, definitely. Uh, you know, Ewoks is something that uh, has a very high possibility of ending up on a Star Wars <laughs> Star Wars Bookworms pin. So yes, um, Zach Gialongo, We contacted him, and he uh, agreed to do a, a design for us. So we will have a a design by Zach Gialongo, Um that will be on our pins. We're gonna have it's gonna be an exclusive and just at our panel. That's the only place you can get it, and uh, we have a limited number. So if you guys are interested in coming to our panel specifically just to collect that pin, we're totally okay with that. <laughs> so just we just won't hand it out until the end of the panel. So you have to stick around <laughs> uh, for the panel. We'll we'll have to figure out some kind of system uh, to hand out you know some kind of coupon or something so we know that you're you were one of the first. Uh, to arrive uh, so we can make sure that the right people get those pins so um, so we have that and then I think that's pretty much it other than there's a Facebook event page out there if, if you guys do plan on coming to the the podcast stage to see our show it's going to be uh, Friday April 17th at 4 30 p.m. Uh, so if you want to if you are on Facebook and you want to head over to our Facebook event page um, and just you know mark that you are going to attend that way we can kind of have an idea of how many of you guys are coming um, and then as far as celebration goes uh, there are some authors that have been con confirmed we have John Jackson Miller Christy Golden James Lucino are all going to be there with Del Rey probably all participating in some sort of panels uh, we haven't we haven't gotten any kind of official uh, schedule yet have we no still waiting on that man That's kind of stressing me out too <laughs> i know right we, how am i supposed to plan my day 
you know. Mm-hmm. How... I wish I just knew what day it was going up. And yeah. then I'd be like, okay, I won't worry about it until then. I think it's coming soon because uh, recently on Twitter, um, somebody on there was talking about, um, you know, printing it off or something. Oh, yeah, Mary. Like, yes, Mary Franklin was talking about, you know, printing off the nine-foot, you know, document that is the schedule. So we know it's done. We know it's out there if she's printing it. So hopefully it will be posted to the site soon so we can start looking to see. The thing I'm most afraid of is that our bookworms panel on the podcast stage is going to like be at the exact same time as like one of the really big panels <laughs> and so then i'm gonna miss that panel and also a lot of people will not come to ours because they want to attend you know whatever it is so yeah there's a lot of podcast panels i want to go to but i'm like well it depends on what you're up against sorry yeah, exactly yeah so yeah there are some good ones out there a lot of uh, a lot of shows are going to be there so i think it's going to be i think that's just going to be a fun stage to be at yeah you know real I'm laid actually back i'm going to be there with fangirls going rogue okay i th- i'm on I stage for that one are you on we're stage? gonna be podcasting again yeah oh sweet i didn't even know that yeah so we'll be we'll be doing that live so yeah i think i'm the only dude on that <laughs> fanboy going rogue honorary fangirl when you guys do the fangirl flail i may i may opt out we'll see they might kick me off the stage if I don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> or I'll do my own version. Fingers. Yeah, I'll say I'll do my own version, the very subtle fangirl flail. <laughs> but I think I'm getting a t-shirt and everything, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. I think that stage is going to be one of the places to be because all the other stages, you know, it's going to be they're all moderated and it's going to be all strict and stuff, but the podcast, <laughs> we're kind of just running that world over there, so so we'll see. It I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, so are you, I'm curious now that I found out you're going to celebration. Are you planning on doing the whole wait in line overnight to see JJ Abrams? I don't know. I don't really want to. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I want to see the panel and I would like to be in the same room as them, especially because I love Kathleen Kennedy. I think she's such a cool person. Um, so I'm actually more excited about her than JJ. Don't tell him I said that. Uh, but he listens to the show. Yeah. (laughs) I know he does. This is all the podcast. Um, he has to. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Okay, so here's I don't know. my. I don't want to miss out on other things because I'm sitting in line for hours. Well, here's sleeping. here's my pitch on that, because I went to Star Wars Celebration uh, six and I waited in line. Was it six or five? I waited in line to see George Lucas, mm-hmm. and it actually ended up. I didn't go until like two a.m. A lot of people were saying, oh, if you want to make it, you have to get there at like 11 p.m. the night before. I was like, around 2 a.m., I was still up, and I was like, I'm just going to go see what this line looks like. Ended up getting in line, and it just was kind of like, I mean, it was definitely a long time to wait because I waited like nine hours. Wow. But I had a backpack with me with like, you know, something to drink in it, and I had my comic books that I brought with me, and then I met people in line, and it kind of became just like this big line party, Mm -hmm. and people were ordering pizza, and then <laughs> um, <laughs> Anthony Daniels showed up and like kind of walked down and said hi to everybody and it just became this event like you're sharing this moment with all these other crazy people that are waiting out on the sidewalk um, and I slept a little bit on the on the ground but um, but it was fun you know and I'm definitely going to do it again this year I already have plans uh, unfortunately Teresa is not going to be coming to Star Wars Celebration in time to to share in that enjoyment uh, which I think she already told me she wouldn't have done it anyways. But <laughs> um, but my brother, 
who is not really a big Star Wars fan, is going to be in town um, for, on work, oddly enough. Uh, a nice coincidence. So he has agreed to, to wait in line overnight with me. He got a Thursday pass for celebration, so he's going to hang out with me. So I'll at least have one person. But, Kay, if you want to join us, you're more than welcome. I'll think about it. All right, so... You think about it. Let me know, and we'll try to we'll try to recruit some other people too. Maybe we can turn it into just a big, a big uh, line party with a bunch of cool people. So, we'll see. Sounds like a good way to pass the time. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to the book club. So we have the book club going on, um, and we did Splinter of the Mind's Eye last month. And did have you ever read Splinter of the Mind's Eye, Kay? It's a long time ago. Okay, that was an interesting one. Enough that I, I don't remember most of it, or I blocked it out, one of the two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's definitely some stuff you might want to block out. But overall, it actually was a very interesting book for me. I actually, uh, you know, I had a hard time getting into it, but once I did get into it and kind of, you know, realized, you know what, this is something that, it's not even like old canon. This was like pre-old canon. This is pre-Legends yeah. in my mind. So um, it was interesting, an interesting take on what maybe Star Wars could have become. And, um, and it was, it was entertaining. I actually enjoyed listening or enjoyed reading it. Um, but this month we're doing heir to the Jedi because that's the new book that just came out and we're having a ton of participation over there at the book club on Goodreads. So if you guys want to join with us, um, head on over to Goodreads and, uh, search for star Wars bookworms. We have our own club over there and I think we're up to like 250 members now. It just keeps growing. And, uh, And we have a lot of uh, a lot of discussion going on with *Heir to the Jedi*. Uh, people are really talking about it, and a lot of opinions. And I know this was kind of a one of those books that is a little bit, you know, we have some people that are loving it, and some people that really don't like it at all. Um, Kay, did you read it? I did. I okay. reviewed it for Fangirl Blog. Yes, I, 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 I've I, heard I, about this review. Yes. <laughs> you, um. you actually were talking to uh, an editor at Del Rey on that one <laughs> podcast that we were on. <laughs> yeah so um, you were you kind of fell on the not so big a fan side huh yeah yeah some people have called it a harsh review <laughs> but i just that's how i honestly felt about it i don't don't tear things apart just to tear them apart i just was really disappointed in the book is it a um is it a spoiler free review um we the way we have it posted is if when you first find the review it's spoiler free and then you can click a link to go to the whole thing that has spoilers after that okay yeah i might have to check it out or i might wait i I, sometimes even spoiler free free reviews kind of make me nervous because what is a spoiler to one person isn't to another i know when i used to write spoiler free free reviews i would drop spoilers in them all the time just (laughs) unknowingly something that i was like oh that's not a spoiler and people would be like why did you say that so yeah, I'll probably stay away from the review, but I'll be interested to read your review once I'm done with the book. I'm only about a couple chapters in so far. Um, I will say it's different uh, than I was hoping it would be, but um, I'm going to give it a chance. So we'll see. I'll be interested to see what you think of it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we have that going on over at Goodreads. Uh, head on over there if you want to jump into that conversation. Um, and we did get some emails. We actually got... Um, handful of emails here and i'm not sure i'll read we have one that's very long so i might not read that whole thing but i'm gonna go through these try to go through them pretty quick because we still do have a lot of stuff to talk about so this is an email from david motters and he says first of all total congratulations on being selected to do your podcast at celebration anaheim 
When I saw that Star when I saw that at StarWars.com, I was really happy for you guys. Then I was bummed out because I won't be able to see you guys on the podcast stage because I will be at Celebration on Saturday and Sunday. Um, I was hoping to run into you guys and get a Star Wars Bookworms pin. Are you both going to be there Saturday and Sunday? Is is the best way to run into you guys by following your Twitter updates? Also, I know it's early, but are you guys going to make it to any of the five Star Wars weekends? Because I live in Florida, I will be at the first four weekends. What a year for Star Wars fans. Take care, and hopefully I will be able to say hi to you guys in Anaheim. So, David, to answer your question, um, and I think I can speak for Teresa on some of these. Um, yes, we will be there uh, Saturday and Sunday. So if you're around, hopefully we can bump into you. Sad that you're not going to be able to make it to our panel. But we will have Star Wars Bookworms pins. We will not be able to give you one of the exclusive uh, Zach Gialago pins, but we will have our regular show pins um, that we will let you uh, definitely have one of those if, if we bump into you. So hopefully we'll see you. Um, as far as Star Wars Weekends, I am planning on going as of now. Uh, I know Teresa is planning on going as well, but it's far enough out there that plans can always change. Um, I think we're both planning on going the same weekend, and I'm not sure exactly which weekend that is. So if you're going to the first four weekends, David, um, to be honest with you, I think we might be going to the fifth weekend, so it sounds like we might miss you again, but I'm not 100% sure on that, so I'll have to double-check on what the what the uh, the dates are for that. Um, Kay, do you ever go to Star Wars weekends? I haven't since it's become this bigger thing, but back in... Um... Oh, geez, I think it was the 90s, like the mid-90s. Um, they did have like these special Star Wars days. I think it was a weekend thing. And they had you know people like dressed up as Luke and Leia and everything, but it just was not anything as big as it is now. So I haven't been since those early ones. Okay. Are you close to Florida? Not so close? No, okay. unfortunately. Yeah, I'm... I would like to go, but... I'm up in the Northeast, and a flight to Orlando is typically pretty cheap, so I, I try to get down there um, for at least one of the Star Wars weekends. Um, I've been trying to do that for the past few years. And I did go in the, the late 90s, um, back when they were first starting as well. And you're right, they were. it was definitely a much smaller event back then, but it's become a lot of fun. And I think with you know The Force Awakens coming up and with Rebels going on, and you know, who, who knows what else they'll be announcing soon, um, I think those type of events are going to be even more fun to be That's at. Crazy. So yeah, well, if you end up trying to go to one K, that would be awesome. I think I would highly recommend it. I would um, love to go. They're a great I just time. Don't know if I could work it out. Yeah. Let's see. So the next one here is an email from Dennis, and he says, "Aaron and Teresa, I've heard about your podcast from numerous other sources, and I finally got a chance to check out February's show during some downtime this week. I was glad to see that you covered Edge of the Galaxy by Jason Fry." My son and I have been reading this series and have enjoyed it quite a bit. I agree with Teresa that it does a good job expanding the rebel story. I particularly like that they are giving us Zare's backstory with his sister and his motivation for attending the academy and assisting Ezra in the episode Breaking Ranks. I'm looking forward to the March show and your Tarkin discussion. Sorry, Dennis. Uh, <laughs> we are definitely getting to Tarkin. I don't know if it'll end up being in March, um, but yeah, we will get to that. But yeah, so Edge of the Galaxy. Um, Teresa definitely liked it more than I did, uh, but I'm glad that you you're enjoying that book, Dennis. And uh, it's always good to find books that you can read with your with your kids. Um, so, Kay, are you, had, did you read Edge of the Galaxy? 
No, I haven't. Okay. I think it's a really cool idea that you could watch the show with your kids and enjoy it and then read books that further the story along. Yeah, the first one that I that Edge of the Galaxy is the first, I think, of a three book series that's going to be uh, for the young readers, and it was very. Um, I don't know if you heard our episode, but it was it was very sports centric. Yeah. Which was kind of surprising, and so that was kind of the reason why I didn't like it as much. But Teresa, it didn't bother her. She really enjoyed it. Um, but I do like the idea of these these young reader books uh, kind of expanding the Rebel story. So I do hope they continue, um, and I'm definitely going to read the rest of the series. But I do hope they continue to to give us even more, and maybe some other characters that, um, you know, they introduce in the show, but they can give us a lot more of their backstory in these type of stories. So, mm-hmm. hopefully, they stick with it. So this one it says, "Hello, SWR." And so, and I kind of wonder. This is from, this is actually from our friend Bruce, I think. Yes, uh, Bruce Gibson, um, who has emailed us a number of times, and. He says SWR, which would I would think that he means Star Wars Report, which is a different podcast altogether. So I wonder if he thought he was emailing this to them, but we're going to take it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so he says, we refer to episodes one through six as the Star Wars movies or Star Wars films. Going forward, this general term now includes the standalone movies. How should we refer specifically to episodes one through nine when not including the standalones? The movie series? The numbered movies, the saga. I think this would be an interesting topic for discussion, and would like to hear your take. And then he says Bothan forever, which makes me think even more that he meant for this email to go to Star Wars Report because they call themselves the Bothans. So, <laughs> so Bruce, we're going to answer your question anyways, and then maybe I'll forward this on to Riley. But um, Kay, what do you think? I'll let you have the first shot at this. What do you, what do you I think? I would we say the saga. Them? Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. I think that's the simple answer. Um. And Bruce probably wanted us to get into a lot more of a discussion than that, but <laughs> we're—I think we both agree there. I think the saga is kind of the—that's kind of already what it's been called, I think, by yeah. most people. So, well, you know, before we—it was easier to break down because it was there were no standalones and it was just original trilogy, or it was just the Star Wars movies, and then it was original trilogy and prequel trilogy, and now sequel trilogy. And I don't think we can refer to the whole thing as the three trilogies. Right, so I think for the nine movies, we definitely can call it the Star Wars saga. Now, the standalones, I think, you know, will stand alone, and I wouldn't think of them as part of the saga. Would you agree with that? I think they could be connected. Like, you know, events from the saga affect them, you know, that kind of thing. But, um, no, not, not specifically in a condensed story-wise view. Right. And this is this kind of can lead into uh, just briefly discussing uh, the new the new movie that will be coming, the first standalone that uh, they announced the title for. Are you excited for Rogue One? Yes, or at least implications of it, since they didn't actually say what it is. Do you think it's definitely about a pilot? It's most likely. Most likely, I would say that I would had... be it would be weird if yeah. they you know had the Rogue Squadron and then they they made it something else, but they didn't say rogue squadron when they announced it so i don't want to jump to conclusions right i almost wish the title of the movie was rogue squadron that would be that would be a lot more definitive and uh, i think would get people really excited um but rogue one is a cool title um i'm very interested to see what it turns out to be and i hope it is about x-wing pilots i think that would be really cool 
but um, who knows? Hopefully people aren't getting their hopes up for something that com- it turns out completely different. I know I heard some wild speculation. People were saying it, it might still end up being a Boba Fett movie um, because of, because Rogue, you know, his yeah. Rogue One and his ship is called Slave One and all this stuff, but I think that's pretty off base. I, d- I doubt that. I don't know if we can make connections based on a number. Right. So that would be, as much as I'm a big Boba Fett fan and I get flack for it because people call me a fanboy, but whatever. I still like him. I think he's cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, I still wouldn't want this movie to be about him. I would like to get a Boba Fett movie eventually, but for this one, I hope it's X-Wings. Well, they, you know, they're just, it's legends now, but they have all that rich material to mine from. And I really liked the whole thing behind Rogue Squadron, that it was a team and there are all these different characters and it wasn't, you know, just about one person. Definitely. Yeah, it would be, and even if they kind of bring in some elements from like the Wraith Squadron, where it's more, you know, more commando type stuff, or you know, secret missions, undercover, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I wouldn't mind some of that element as well. Not all space battles, because space battles can definitely get boring. So we need some people on the ground doing some cool stuff as well. But yeah, this is, I mean, it's an exciting time. I think everybody keeps saying it. It's kind of the standard thing to say about Star Wars right now. It's an exciting time to be a Star Wars fan, you know, because there's just so much going on, and now. Whereas we used to have to look to the books and comics to be the, you know, quote unquote expanded universe and expand the story beyond, you know, Luke and Han and Leia and their families. Now we actually get these standalone movies that are expanding the universe. You know, whoever thought we would get something on screen that's not even related to the main story. So yeah. I think it's it's awesome. Did you hear today, though, that... um. Disney had to come to an agreement to not advertise it until after the new uh, Mission Impossible movie comes out. I did hear that. I guess yeah. the one the one stipulation they have, or I guess the the exception to the rule is they're allowed to do it at Celebration. Yes. So but that's the good. Mission Impossible one's called Rogue Nation, and apparently people are going to get confused. <laughs> yeah, because Mission Impossible and Star Wars are so similar. <laughs> but yeah. I did see that and I thought that was I thought that was interesting, but I think they're I think it's different enough. I mean Rogue Nation, Rogue One, you know, one's about Star Wars, one's about Mission Impossible. Well, it's funny because so often movies come out and they're about like the same thing. There'll be like two different slightly different takes on the same topic and that's okay. But names that are kinda similar are not okay. Yeah, I know. It's funny how it's funny how Hollywood works, right? Sometimes it doesn't make sense. But I'm sure Rogue One will be a better movie. I I want to see it more than they, the other one. They won't have masks and, that they're trying to pull off and all that stuff. <laughs> Mission Impossible. I I liked the first one, and then like everyone after that, I just got really tired of of believing that someone could put on a mask and fool people that they weren't themselves. <laughs> I just that's that's a that's something in in movies that I just can't wrap my head around. I'm like, if you put on a mask. And try to walk up to somebody that's supposed to know you. They're going to know it's not that person, you know. <laughs> no matter how good the, the mask is, they're going to know. But that's beside the point. Um, all right, so last email here is quite a long one. And I'm, I kind of wanted to edit it down a little bit, but I don't really know what I could take out. So I'm just going to read the whole thing, I think. But this is from Andrew. Um, and he says, I might skip a little bit here. All right, so he says, I have loved Star Wars ever since I saw Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones in theaters back in 2002. 
since that awesome introduction, I wanted more Star Wars and watched the original trilogy and also began to read the novels, my first one being The Courtship of Princess Leia by Dave Wolverton. Oh, side note, that's the first novel I ever read from Star Wars, so that's interesting. Uh, what was your first novel, Star Wars novel, Kay? It was one of the Jedi Academy trilogy ones, but I don't remember. I think it was the second one. Okay. Uh, the Kevin J. Anderson books? Um, no, not like the Young Jedi Knight stuff. The... Wait, who wrote the trilogy? I don't even remember. Kevin Anderson wrote the like the the search, uh, Jedi search. And... Yeah, 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 that, yeah. That's him. Okay. Someone gave it to me as a gift, like the middle book of the trilogy. And that was the first Star Wars book you yeah. ever read? <laughs> That's funny. I didn't know there was anything out there even, so I was excited to get it. And then I was like, wait a second. Like, There's missing. another book before this one. All right, so back to his email. He says, I remember feeling like those novels were some of my closest friends in junior high and high school. We had a mandatory reading period in high school each day for 20 minutes, and I would immerse myself in the Star Wars universe while the rest of my classmates groaned that they were required to read. I also remember specifically going on vacation one summer without my older brother, and I felt alone without him. I asked my parents if we could stop at a bookstore, and I picked up Star Wars, The New Jedi Order, Destiny's Way. And that novel was my way of dealing with missing my brother, and yet I still had a great time visiting Yellowstone with the rest of my family. It was also my first introduction to The New Jedi Order. And then he says, I know I jumped into the plot three-fourths of the way through, but I did go back and read the whole series. The EU has been a big part of the leisure aspect of my life, so the news that the EU would be relabeled as Legends hit me a bit hard. I still really wanted to continue the story with the big three of Jaina, Jag, and Ben. Uh, so I'm going to pause here. Jaina, Jag, and Ben, do you, do you consider that the big three of, the, of those books or of the, of the okay. Legends universe? Let's see who's left standing at that point. <laughs> Um, we got Alana, we got Tahiri. Yeah. I, it, I think it's kind of, the way the books went, it's kind of hard to nail it down. But I guess if you're trying to look for people who are supposed to be Han, Leia, and Luke, they are the closest characters to them. Of course, Jaina is Han, and right. Jack is Leia. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then Ben would be Luke. Ben is Luke. Yeah, I think I can I can get on board with that. I think they would be the big three. I think when they were originally talking about Sword of the Jedi, um, they did kind of say that the story would be heavy on uh, those three characters as well as Alana and Tahiri. So mm-hmm. it seemed like they were kind of building out a core cast of those yeah, five. Yeah, I just wanted least. that next generation to come up. I didn't care if they were exactly three. Yeah, exactly. Which it seemed like there was some future or some hope. I know the uh, uh, Crucible. I don't know if you were a fan of that. But oh no! I, a lot of people, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people were disappointed with that being the the final Legends book. Oh, um, yeah. I, I being one of them, and I, it sounds like you as well uh, were disappointed. So I, I had high hopes for Sword of the Jedi. I, I I really enjoyed those characters and hoped to learn more about them. Um, but sadly, we probably will never see. Uh, Jag or Jaina or Ben again. At least not for a while. I could yeah, see, I was going to say it's not completely impossible but it's going to be a while. I think it would be quite a while down the road maybe once the the push for all these new films is, is passed and uh, yeah. they might start focusing on some of the avenues they can look at for books again and maybe they'll think oh you know we can do this whole alternate universe idea. Yeah. So you never know. They might be they might come back but it will probably be a while. 
I know when that when the news first hit, I was like, my favorite fictional characters are fictional in their own universe. <laughs> I still very much. I know a lot of people say, you know, people will say things about a book from Legends, and they're like, oh, well, that doesn't count anymore. But I still very much see it as an equal, you know, universe that you know it's just a separate. It's an alternate universe to me. So yeah. The things happened. It just happened in a different universe, and the story that they're telling with the new movies is just going to be, you know, that they call it canon, but you know, that's that story, and then Legends is its own story. So to me, it's just we as up, just as relevant. If we end up not liking what happens in the movies, we go right back to Legends and just read that over again. <laughs> yeah. So let's hope we like what's in the movies because I, I hope we do too. <laughs> that's what they're going to focus on for a while. So. Um, all right, where do we leave off here? So he says, plus I was really excited for Christy Golden's Sword of the Jedi trilogy that, alas, is not meant to be, which we were kind of just talking about. That being said, though, I am super excited for The Force Awakens. I even stayed up till 1 a.m. the night before the trailer was released last November with a group of fans and Star Wars podcast hosts via a Skype chat. I am excited to see where the story goes from here and also love Star Wars Rebels having read A New Dawn as the show premiered. So that's my Star Wars story in a nutshell, and what I wanted to tell you both was that I discovered your podcast last fall and absolutely love it. Aaron, I tend to think a lot like you, so I always enjoy your views, opinions, and your gentle and kind manner. Teresa... I see why you wanted to read this one. Yeah, right. <laughs> I like it when people refer to me as gentle and kind. Uh, Teresa, you're just a lot of fun to listen to. She's definitely the fun one. Uh, so thank you... Both, or thanks to both of you. I feel like you're both friends that end up accompanying me on road trips, as weird as that sounds. And it's awesome. I don't quite have close friends here that have the same passion for Star Wars Universe as I do, so you both are an avenue for me to join in the fun and discussion and things in the galaxy far, far away. Thank you. So I did want to read that email because it was he had some very nice things to say about our podcast, but he also has an interesting you know, Star Wars story like we, we like to hear. Um, and it seems like he was pretty into the legend stuff, which I can definitely, um, you know, relate with. So um, he does ask a question here. He says, or he says that he ordered some uh, Star Wars Bookworms t-shirts, but he's unfortunately not going to be able to make it to Anaheim. Uh, but we, we thank you for getting the t-shirts anyways. Um, but he did ask a question. He says, what is the rarest, oldest, or most valued Star Wars book you each own? Um and so he says his would be a copy of Star Wars from the Adventures of Luke Skywalker book club edition published around 1976. That's a pretty cool book to have. I don't have anything nearly that old, I don't think. Um, most of the books I have, books and comics, are all you know from 90s and beyond when I started getting into this stuff. Uh, Kay, do you have any any unique, cool books, uh, rare no. antiquities? No. Nothing. No, just things that have personal value. What's your most Not prized Star Wars That's, literature It's hard piece? to pick one. I, You know what? I really loved um, Mercy Kill. That's a more recent one. Uh, but, and you know, like, Jaina Solo is my favorite character from the EU. And she's not even in that book, but I still absolutely love it. It just, and it's, you know, Aaron Austin's last book. And it just had so much heart and I absolutely love reading it yeah that's a fun book i really like that one as well actually and i think i've already admitted this on on the podcast before so i don't think i'm shocking too many people but i haven't read the x-wing series um x-wing or mercy kills the only x-wing novel i've read and that's another great thing about it 
You don't have to read the rest of them to read yeah, it. Yeah, it was very much a standalone, and I did I did really enjoy it. I'm very aware of the X-Wing characters, and I, I'm a big fan of Coran Horn, from the, you know, obviously from the newer novels, and I did read I, Jedi. Um, but I have yet to go back and read all of the X-Wing novels, so that's something I need to to get on my checklist. Um, for me, I have a couple things that I find to be unique and that I am glad that I have. I actually have a advanced reader copy of Scoundrels that I got signed by Timothy Zahn. So that was, I guess, kind of unique because not too many people get the advanced copies and probably not that many of them get them signed. So I forgot that my Mercy Kill is also signed by Aaron. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, man, I missed out on getting him to sign uh, Mercy Kill, which I was really sad that um, I wasn't able to do that because I did, I did probably have the opportunity, just didn't, didn't take the time to do it. Um, I tend to be a little bit shy, believe it or not. Well, you probably can believe it. Uh, to to uh, when I try to meet the celebrities or even what I would see the authors as celebrities um, to me. So, yeah, I get a little shy. I feel like I'm bothering them. So I, I don't ask for as many autographs as maybe I should. I think authors especially like it when people come up and tell them they like their book. Yeah. But then you, know, then you have to carry the book around with you. That is true, too. I did that one time at Celebration. I had a backpack full of books that I didn't end up getting any of them signed. So. Oh, no. <laughs> the celebra- the lines at Celebration to get author signatures are ridiculous. Yeah. I do remember that from the last couple of Celebrations. I remember I was trying to get Troy Denning uh, to sign some of my novels, and like the line was like a two-hour line. I'm like, holy cow, this is for an author. Can <laughs> can imagine what Mark Hamill's line looks like. Star Wars fans. I know. So that is the one thing with celebration. If you want to get a signature from either one of the celebrities from the films or from an author, you might want to try to catch them at a smaller convention because celebration, the lines are just crazy. But um, yeah, so I have I have that book, and then I also have from the the release of the Phantom Menace. I got like the full set of the TV guides that had the covers. That mm. like if you laid them all next to each other, it made like one really cool picture. Um, and for whatever reason, back in that in 1999, I decided to buy them all, and I have kept them in like really good condition through all these years. So I don't know if they're valuable at all, but it's kind of unique. I don't think too many people probably have that. So, all right. So Andrew, thank you so much for that email, and um, that is all the emails that we have for now. So we're going to move on and talk about something that I'm really excited about, and that is Dark Disciple the novel that is coming out by Christy Golden. And I think this is probably, be, you know, she was going to write Sword of the Jedi and that ended up getting canceled because of, you know, the Disney buyout and the changes to, to what was happening with canon. Um, so I'm guessing that they kind of were like, hey, you can't write that anymore, but here you go. Like, here's a really other, here's another cool idea where you can write a book based on the Clone Wars scripts, which I think is really cool that, they're taking these scripts and turning it into a full novel. I'm really excited about this. Um, what is your excitement level for Dark Disciple? It is mixed. Mixed, okay. Um, is that based on the synopsis or based on the characters? The I think the characters are really interesting, and there's an interesting concept, but I haven't really liked all of Christy Golden's work. Okay. So I don't, I don't know what's going to happen with this. So for me... It's funny because with the those like nine book series that happened with uh, Legacy and Fate of the Jedi, mm-hmm. um, for me a lot of that stuff just lumps together. And I know some people have like, oh, I love 
Aaron Alston's book, you know, in that series. And I didn't really like Denning's stuff, and Christy Golden's okay. For me, it all really just blurred together. Like, I can't remember which one wrote what part of uh-huh. what story. So I don't think I pick out as much of the voice of the author as, as some readers do. And I kind of oh. just get immersed in the story. In so, the Denning ones, people got hurt more often. Yes, this is true. Yeah, <laughs> if, if someone's if someone's entrails were dragging the ground at some point, I, I was like, okay, this is Troy Denning. Um, yeah. And if there was a lot of humor, it's usually Aaron Austin. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I don't remember. Like a lot of people, I've heard. You're not the first person I've heard. You know, with concerns about like, oh, you know, I'm not sure if I'm gonna like this because it's Christy Golden. And I'm like trying to remember if I liked her stuff or not because it all just kind of blurred together. Mm-hmm. Um, I've met her. Um, I met her at Dragon Con, and, and she seemed to be a really nice person. Um, but, yeah, so I'm excited for this book mainly because of the characters that are in it and that it's continuing the Clone Wars story because I really love the Clone Wars. And, you know, I was sad to see it end, and, you know, there were certain characters that we really didn't know what happened. Now we know Ahsoka is going to be part of Rebels, but someone like Asajj Ventress, you know, they really didn't wrap up her story in the Clone Wars. So this is kind of a cool idea that we're going to get to see where she was meant to go in the Clone Wars. Um, and I don't know how much freedom, you know, even like an author like Christy Golden, she was probably given a pretty pretty big outline for where it's supposed to go. Um, so I guess she's kind of just filling in the details. Yeah, I would think that this is a lot more story than what they had mapped out. Yeah. Even though was it was how many, how many scripts? Do we know how many? So the word on the street <laughs> is that it was eight scripts. I think originally oh. people thought it was just one story arc, so they thought it might be four scripts. Yeah, I was thinking four. But I had heard uh, from someone that it was actually two story arcs, um, and then I think that just recently got confirmed that it was actually eight episodes. Okay. So... That makes a little bit more sense that it fill out a whole novel, but I'm sure there's going to be a lot that she's going to have to fill in the details. Um, yeah. Quinlan Voss is a very interesting character. I don't know if you read his stuff in the comics at all. I didn't, but I heard that he's cooler in the comics than he is on the TV show. Definitely. And that was, uh, I was really happy to see him brought into canon on the Clone Wars, but at the same time, when you really know a character well from the source material, and then you see the way they're portrayed and it's completely different than what you think they should be. You know, mm-hmm. he's kind of like surfer dude, you know, <laughs> laid back. Like, yeah, I forget what he said at the one point to Obi-Wan. Oh, that's your opinion, man. You know, kind of thing. And <laughs> in like the comics, he is not that at all. You know, he's this dark brooding, you know, almost like Batman-like character with all this baggage. And, you know, they introduce him, at, you know, right as he has lost all of his memories. And um, he was... He was uh, Ayla Sakura's master, and, you know, there's all kinds of really cool stuff. I love the comic series, and I don't know if you read Star Wars comics too often, Kay, but if you ever wanted to go back and read some of the better ones, I would definitely recommend going back and looking at the Republic series, and specifically the ones that were based on Quillen Voss. Um, Some of my my favorite uh, comics that that Dark Horse ever did. So so for me, I'm a little... little um, biased, I guess, when it comes to this, because I already really enjoy the character of Quinlan Voss, and so I'm hoping, and I know that they're probably going to be writing him in a way that he'll probably match more to what was in the Clone Wars. 
But I did ask Christy Golden when I saw her at Dragon Con, and th- at this point, she said they really hadn't done much with the story at all. They were just working on the outline. Uh, but I had kind of like hinted to her, like, hey, there's a lot of us fans out there that would really like to see kind of that darker side of Quinlan uh, from the comics. And she said they were definitely going to take that stuff into consideration as well, and she was going to do her research. Um, so we'll see. I hope I hope they do bring in a little bit more of that side of him. But yeah, we did. I, I heard that Asajj was cooler in the show, and he was cooler in the comics. So ideally, those two versions of them coming together. Yeah, the most yeah. exciting. I could agree with that. Um, I do. Yeah, Asajj was definitely cooler and much more. Uh, you can definitely. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You can understand her more as a character. Yeah, relate to her. Relate to her more in the Clone Wars than than in the comics. She was definitely more bad in the comics and and harder to redeem. Um, but yeah, so it, I'm really looking forward to it. We did get the synopsis, which I. I don't think I'm going to take the time to read the whole thing here just because we're, we're running low on time, but um, it does mention that there is some sort of feelings between the two characters, (laughs) which (laughs) having read uh, Quinlan Voss in the comics and read Ventress in the comics, and then also seeing them both in the Clone Wars, I kind of have a hard time imagining that. uh, But I don't know, like, what do you feel, what do you think about that type of a storyline being brought in with uh, with these characters? There might be, like, a love story. It all depends on how it's handled. Yeah. If it's, you know, is it is it a central thing? Is it a, you know, is it a, a focus puller? Is it going to make them stronger characters? Or is it going to weaken her character at all? You know, is she going to just like melt in front of him like because that doesn't seem like something she would do so i think it all it all depends on how it's handled it was in the uh in the summary thing it was a it was weird it just kind of pops out there yeah like jedi have to get dooku fighting fighting revenge maybe feelings yeah it says together ventress and voss are the best hope for eliminating dooku as long as the emerging feelings between them don't compromise their mission. You know, so it's like, hmm, emerging feelings. Um, we didn't get them because we were too busy making out. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking into her beautiful eyes, and I totally <laughs> missed them. Yeah, so that it's interesting. I, if, if done well, I mean, whatever. Like, I don't typically – I mean, I enjoy love stories. Like, I, you, we talked on the Doctor Who podcast how much I enjoyed, like – Mm-hmm. The 10th Doctor and Rose, and, you know, I can I can definitely get into a love story if it's done well. But um, just these two characters, it's just, it's hard for me to even imagine that either of them would be thinking that way while they're trying to hunt down, you know, the most, you know, the most dangerous Sith out there. Well, at least the one, the only one that they are aware of at the time. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so it'll, it'll be interesting, but I'm still really excited for it. And um, this is probably the novel that I'm the most excited for right now. So uh, I I hope it doesn't let me down. Um, so we'll see. Uh, all right, so let's move on to... We do still have a couple other things to talk about here. Princess Leia number one has come out. And they, on the show so far, we've talked about Star Wars number one. We've talked about Darth Vader number one. So we would be remiss to not also talk about Princess Leia number one. Now, this isn't, an, isn't going to be an ongoing series for Marvel. This is actually just going to be... I think it's just a four-issue series. Is that right? 
I'm not sure. You don't know? I think that's the case. I think it's four issues. I, I do know it's limited, but yeah, I'm not sure the number. Um, so, and I know you had said you don't typically read the comics as much, but I know you picked this one up and read it. Um, I did. Had you, have you read Star Wars or Darth Vader? I did not. Okay. So this is the first Marvel comic that you've read? Yes, for Star Wars at least. Yeah. So what's your what's your impression so far? I know it was just one issue. It's it's kind of hard because it's part of well, part of it's the time and money investment, but um, also the comic story is always so short that I'm like, well, what does this all mean? And maybe we'll find out in the next issue, and I'll be like, oh, okay, then I understand that. But right yeah. now, I have it's a hard lot to judge. Of, I'm it. not sure. On yeah, it's hard to judge it this early, and that's kind of what I thought after I read it. Um, I just read it last night for the first time, um, knowing that we were going to talk about it. And after it was over, I was like, I don't know really much we can say about this yet, you know, because it seems to be very (laughs) much the beginning of a story. Um, And I tend to wait until comics, you know, until at least a few issues come out. Um, I'm not the type of person to read one comic a week, you know, as they're releasing them. I like to wait until the story is more formed and I can read it all in one one sitting. So... Um, yeah, so it was, so far it was okay. Like it didn't blow me away. I know I had heard from a lot of people. They were like, oh, this Leia comic is so amazing. And then I read it maybe expecting something different and then was just like, okay, like it sounds like an interesting story, but nothing has happened yet that I'm really that excited about. Yeah. I had so many questions. Like when did they have time to build the statue of the (laughs) Organas? Yeah, right. (laughs) When they just blowing up the death star i'm not sure exactly how much time passed between the blowing up and the metal ceremony but maybe they had you know. some geonosians that had joined the rebellion those guys can build stuff pretty fast from what i hear <laughs> so. some ground crew members who were waiting for them to come back like hey yeah. well we're waiting maybe they had it in storage like somebody had already built the organa statue and just in <laughs> case you know like they knew he was going to be a big deal and they're like well once we need brought it with them everywhere they went sure (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah i thought it was weird too with when the general started calling uh leia senator and then stopped himself because there's no imperial senate anymore but then called her princess and i was like well she doesn't have a planet anymore either yeah she's technically So you made the first distinction and i think well i guess at this point we should be saying uh spoiler alert because we are getting a little bit into the comic um but yeah, so I think somebody at one point in the comic called her queen too, right? The I can't remember the name of yeah. the the other girl, the main uh, oh, um, girl from it. I'm blanking too. Yeah, well, it was the uh, the another. I guess she was a pilot, and um, she doesn't a pilot seem with to... also glamorous hair. Yes, definitely. <laughs> and she doesn't like Leia very much, which kind of seems like oh, I don't understand why she's being so hard on her. Um, because she, well, she had studied with Leia's mother, well, her adoptive mother. Right. And and I guess doesn't feel like Leia's measuring up. And I thought maybe she didn't think like Leia was, was upset enough maybe at the loss of yeah. her planet. Like she, they were calling her ice queen or something or ice princess, you know, like she's being yeah. too cold about it. And yeah, I don't know. I thought they were being a little harsh on her. But I guess that helps with an interesting story because they're going to have them not like each other at the beginning, but I'm sure they're going to become friends by the end. 
uh, which they kind of already seem to be. Um, even by the end of the first issue, they they seem to like each other a lot more. But yeah. So I so far, like I said, it's it's interesting. I think it could go somewhere uh, pretty cool. But right, nothing has really stuck out to me to say this is a great comic. Uh, but it it's not boring either. So I'll I'll read the next few issues. It is kind of a bummer that they just they decided to this specific series was only going to be a limited edition. I know a lot of people were upset that it wasn't going to be an ongoing, but maybe if it's successful enough, uh, it will become an ongoing. Yeah. So. That would be nice. That would be good news if, if that happened. Yeah. Um, and then Kanan's coming soon too, which I think will be... Re- that's the one of all the comics that I'm looking forward to the most because it ties in with Rebels. Um, I'm actually really tired of Luke and Leia and Han right now. <laughs> and I we can talk about it a little bit more with... The Journey to the Force Awakens, which we'll be talking about in a second. But yeah, I don't need more stories with those characters. I have enough of those. So well, I'm, we're kind of, we're also kind of like fenced into this time period. Yeah. So, and, and, and it's like, it's making the universe seem small. Even though it's a huge galaxy and everything, it's just like we're stuck right here at this point in the war or right before it. Yeah, yeah, and it, and we just got with the end of Legends, you know, we had the the Luke and Han and Leia novels, and I guess Heir to the Jedi was supposed to be, you know, part of that that series. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get the Luke and, and Leia novels, and then we get this new, or we get the Han and Leia novels, and then we get this Luke novel, and then the old Dark Horse comics had their own Star Wars run that was right at the end with those same characters, and now the new Marvel comics have the same characters, and <laughs> so it's kind of just like, all right, you know, we get it. We we know you're trying to push these characters because they're about to be in a new movie, but um, I'm ready for some. I'm ready for Kanan. I'm ready for you know Asajj Ventress and Quinlan Vos. Some different characters uh, coming mm-hmm. up soon that are, are got me a lot more excited than the than the big three. As much as I love those characters, uh, I'm I am a little bit tired tired of them. Um, so let's talk about the Journey to the Force Awakens. This is kind of the big book news that has dropped. Um, I guess just within the past week or so two weeks um Mm -hmm. it came out that they're going to be having this big push um under the banner journey to star wars the force awakens now they announced it as 20 plus books which i think is a little bit misleading uh because if you really look at it there's only one book that's uh an adult novel so far um well i guess they said that's gonna be a trilogy so that that's three that we know of but But only one of them's coming up before the movie, so only one of them's part of this twenty. Oh, that's is that my the... understanding at oh, least. Oh, okay. So yeah, so that's it is a little misleading. I, I've had a lot of people like that don't really follow the books as much. They and they know that I do. They're like, Oh, are you excited for this twenty book series? You have to read twenty books before the movie comes out. <laughs> I know, and I'm like, Well, it's not really I always have to explain like the oh, there's sticker books and Yeah, the sticker book will books. be a really fast read. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, those stickers sometimes. <laughs> See all of us standing in stores over the sticker books being like, where's the clues, where's the clues? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to have like a binder that I'm going to put all my stickers <laughs> on. So, uh, Yeah, so so yeah, I, I felt like the, the initial press release for it was a little misleading because once you start reading the details, you realize it's not that much you know, that's, that's uh, actually coming out. And I know they haven't announced everything yet, but uh, we do have some interesting items here. So I kind of wanted to walk through the stuff that has been announced and just maybe we can give brief thoughts on uh, what we're excited for, what we're not excited for. 
um, and maybe some some uh, speculation on what some of these might be about. Um, so let's start with let's start with aftermath. So we were kind of talking about there was one novel that's been announced that is actually uh, an adult novel uh, coming from Del Rey, and that is Star Wars Aftermath. And I believe it's supposed from the the looks of it and from the little blurb that we got, it sounds like it's pretty much set right after um, right after Return of the Jedi. So, so Kay, go ahead and give us the uh, the release description of this book. The second Death Star is destroyed. The Emperor and his powerful enforcer Darth Vader are rumored to be dead. The Galactic Empire is in chaos. Across the galaxy, some systems celebrate, while in others, Imperial factions tighten their grip. Optimism and fear reign side by side, and while the Rebel Alliance engages the fractured forces of the Empire, a lone Rebel scout uncovers a secret Imperial meeting. All right, so... There's a couple of things that stick out to me in this description, and I know it's like a really small description, and any speculation is ridiculous at this point, but I'm going to do it anyways. Uh, but it's funny to me that they say that the Emperor and Darth Vader are rumored to be dead, but I guess they're kind of talking about more the state of the galaxy and what people in the galaxy know, and not necessarily yeah. what the readers know, because pretty much we all know that they're actually dead. Um, and I thought maybe they... Because part of me, when I read it the first time, I was like, are they dropping that in there like to hint that maybe... <laughs> maybe the emperor is not actually dead, you know, cause there's been all these kind of rumors that, you know, maybe he's lived or there's some kind of spirit of the emperor that might, uh, have something to do with the force awakens. So, um, I thought maybe that was just a clever drop that they put in there, but probably not. Did you have any yeah, like pause I, when you read that? No, I think, I think it's just the, uh, the state of the galaxy that, that everybody couldn't have known that they were on the second Death Star. Right. Yeah, that's probably I think, right. I don't uh, think the Emperor has powers to, like, after he explodes, put himself back together and then did survive. Did you not read Dark Empire? <laughs> <laughs> there was a second Emperor. There was, like, multiple clones. Come well, on. Well, yeah, no clones. But he didn't. He didn't. His spirit blow up survived. Then, yeah. That's but how, he that's... didn't reassemble his body from chunks scattered across space. This is true, but. But his spirit survived in the legends canon, and then he just traveled into all. He traveled into clones, and then I think he even at one point tried to get into like baby Anakin Solo's body. Yep. So yeah, that was an interesting story. Um, <laughs> let's hope they don't go that direction with it. Although I was <laughs> I, I was highly entertained by that comic when I first read it. That was some of the first uh, EU that I ever read. So I was just I was on board with everything that I read. Uh, so I was just like, yeah, dark, dark Luke. That's awesome. You know, emperor clones. <laughs> this is, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that, and then the, the part where it says a lone rebel scout uncovers a secret Imperial meeting. It makes me wonder if this book is not necessarily going to focus on, you know, Luke and Han and Leia and what they're doing after the war or after return of the Jedi, but more mm -hmm. other characters that we don't know yet. Like, like this lone rebel scout. Yeah. Didn't the didn't they have something that said it would feature a fan favorite? Oh, really? I remember reading that somewhere. Uh, yeah, I know more information has has been kind of dribbling out about about some of these you know books, so I'm not sure I I missed that one. Um, a fan favorite, huh? I believe so. So Mayor Jade <laughs> or Curran Horn. <laughs> 
No, they wouldn't do that. A lot of people are guessing Wedge. Now that would be a good one, because he's totally already canon. So, yeah, that'd be cool. But, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see where they go with this. And, and it is a trilogy by Chuck Wendig, uh, who is a new author to, to Star Wars. And I have hear, you read any of his books? I have not. I've heard good things, but I've, I wasn't aware he existed before this. Uh, uh, so I don't know what to expect, but from some other people I know that are really excited because it's him. So I'm hoping that's a good sign. Yeah, I, I haven't read any of his books, but I have read his tweets and <laughs> some of his stuff about writing, and it's promising. I'm like, excited to see what he does. Right. And he's also tweeted saying that some people have already kind of freaked out that he might do some of the things he's done in his books, and he said he's going to respect the source material. He's not going to make Star Wars into his thing. Oh, okay. So what is he kind of known for? What's his style like? Do you know? I, I he... don't know. Okay. Exactly, no. Yeah, because it seems like just I, I've been following his tweets and stuff. He seems to have a, a good sense of humor and maybe mm -hmm. a little bit of a dark sense of humor. So <laughs> I wondered if that would carry over into his writing. Um, I, I'm assuming it would. So it'll be interesting to see. And a new author, because, I mean, a lot of people were speculating, you know, you know, are they going to bring back, you know, Timothy Zahn or some of these bigger bigger named mm -hmm. authors that have been used in the past? And I, I really don't think they are going to i think they're going a new direction i know we have you know john jackson miller and james lucino and christy golden um but they they're kind of the new guard of of star wars you know of the mm -hmm. new, the later le legends novels um so and i feel like authors like timothy zahn might have have already written their last star wars novel what do you think about for like the novelization of the movie do you I think th they'd bring back someone I think they might, but I don't think it's going to be Zahn. Um, and I know a lot of people are hoping, uh, what's his name? The really popular guy that wrote the novelization, uh, Stover. Yeah. I think Matt I know a Stover. lot of people are hoping that maybe it would be him. And I could see that, but I do, I did have a conversation with someone and I won't say who it is because I'm probably not supposed to <laughs> talk about it. But I did have a conversation with someone who would be someone who would know. And it was indicated to me that that um, they are trying to look at new, you know, newer talent as opposed to going back to some of the, the older fan favorite writers. So yeah. so I think we should should expect more uh, Chuck Wendig type, you know, writers for some of these new novels that are coming up. Which isn't necessarily a bad thing. No. So uh, the cover's kind of cool. Yeah, I, I like, like it. I like the coloring. It's it's uh it's pretty cool and um, and they have that banner there, Journey of the Star Wars: Force Awakens, that seems to be popping up on all of them. So uh, a nice little X-wing silhouette there at the bottom. So yeah, it's a it's a very cool design of the cover, and um, you know, this is one of the one of the things that they announced that I'm definitely excited for. So, I think it's probably the adult book I'm looking forward to the most right now. Yeah. Uh, out of all, even you're talking about even like Lords of the Sith and Dark Disciple. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you like Tarkin? Not so much. Okay. <laughs> um, A New Dawn? 
I did. I liked New Dawn. Okay. Okay. I did. <laughs> I, I know. Say, she just hates everything. <laughs> no, that's I'm yeah. I was a little afraid that I was going to get that uh, reputation, but no, I liked New Dawn, and then I liked Dargan less, and then I liked Dare to the Jedi less than that. So I've been going downhill. Ah. So. Okay. So, all right. Well, let's see. Let's move on here. Lost Stars. So that's a. That looks like an interesting. Uh, so this is a young adult novel series. Is it a series or is it just one novel? Do we know that yet? I think it's just one novel. Okay, so it looks like it's gonna it's gonna follow the these characters who, um, I guess, star-crossed lovers would be maybe the correct term for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of people throw up Romeo and Juliet, and then I get uppity about it because <laughs> I really like Shakespeare and sometimes people miss the point of Romeo and Juliet. You're like, how dare you? How dare it's you just, com- compare this to Romeo and Juliet? It's, it's, and yeah, I won't get into it. So they're two childhood friends who have grown up to become... Okay, so one became an Imperial officer and rebel pilot and another one became a rebel pilot. So um, opposite sides of the war... Oh, they use the star-crossed lovers right here in the description, actually. Will these two star-crossed lovers reunite? Or will duty tear them and the galaxy apart? So, so it looks like we're getting um, characters that are new, uh, not Han and Luke and Leia. So I will applaud that. It looks like it's gonna be a love story, and there's gonna be some hints and clues about the upcoming Force Awakens, which I think I keep seeing that in a lot of these descriptions. It's gonna be in all twenty, apparently. Okay, so, so that's gonna be fun. That's going to be the fun um, Easter egg hunt as everybody's going through this and just speculating everything they come across. Like, oh, is that a hint? Is that a clue? (laughs) Someone from uh, Disney Publishing uh, tweeted out, though, that there will be no spoilers. Some of the stuff you won't realize was a hint until you see the movie. Right. I think that'll probably be the case for most of it. Like, we will not be getting anything from it where we're just like, oh, that's clearly about The Force Awakens. It'll be after we see the movie and be like, oh, okay. I wouldn't so. be surprised if it's like, you know, offhand references to events and stuff like that. Right. Or planet names or. Yeah. Or whatever. So are you like, how do you feel about this one after reading the description? I'm willing to give it a try. Yeah. I, I'm interested more because it's, it's unique and it's new characters. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, I guess it looks like they're going to be kind of going through the events of of the original trilogy, right? The rise of the rebellion through the original trilogy. Um, so it'll be interesting to kind of see all those events from a different perspective. Yep. Um, let's see what is next. So moving target. So we have the three, I guess these are young adult novels as well. One about princess Leia, one about Han Solo, one about Luke Skywalker. Uh, princess Leia's is called moving target. Uh, any thoughts on this one? It's kind of the uh, young adult um, Empire and Rebellion trilogy that didn't fully happen. Right. Yeah, I'm pretty much, you know, I, I kind of already said my thoughts on these characters right now. I've I've had enough of them. So these, I'm not I'm not excited for these at all. I'll just well, the be only blunt. Thing, the only thing about it is that now these are the canon stories mm-hmm. of what happened during this time. So this might give us a little more information about things that we could expect from the characters in The Force Awakens. But 
probably not a whole lot. And this one is set between, so the Leia one is set between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. So that could be interesting. Uh, That's because... a shift for her. Usually she's between A New Hope. She's, she's looking for the base on yeah, Hoth. Or exactly. she's getting supplies for the base on Hoth. Yeah, so, yeah, that's a different, you know, that's definitely a different time period than what we've been getting of all of these characters lately because it all seems to be set right after A New Hope. So to get uh, between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi uh, could be a little bit more interesting. Still not that excited for it, though. Yeah, and then Hans is set between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back, so he's right back in that. So he's right back. Territory. Smuggler's Run, is that what it's called? Yes. Smuggler's Run, Han Solo Adventure, and then The Weapon of a Jedi, Luke Skywalker Adventure. And this one is set... Same time. Same time. Okay. Only Leia escaped. (laughs) Yeah. Well, then I'm more excited for the Leia one than the other two. It's kind Um, of like a video game where you keep, like, failing the level and having to play it over again. Right. Um, It looks like... So I'm looking at the description for the Luke Skywalker one, and it says... Uh, the story finds Luke Skywalker, C-3PO, and R2-D2 stranded on a mysterious planet and explores Luke explores Luke's first ever duel with a lightsaber. Hmm. And it happens between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back, so that's interesting. But Age of the Jedi is canon, so after that, probably. S- yeah, because he doesn't fight anybody with a lightsaber in that. Because he's still trying to figure out how lightsabers work. Oh, okay. In that I... one, too. Oh, yeah, you haven't read that far. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I'm sure that doesn't spoil the story for me. Not really. There's <laughs> it, there's more to it than that. I was hoping full of, for a full-on lightsaber duel by Chapter 6, but you totally <laughs> ruined it for me, Kay. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... Well, a lightsaber duel, that implies there's someone else with a lightsaber. Right, which is interesting because you would think at this time there's a very limited number of people who that could be so Kanan Kanan <laughs> the inquisitor has the inquisitor has uh, arisen <laughs> he didn't die after all he he'll come back uh, as a cyborg inquisitor and no <laughs> let's hope it doesn't go that direction either but yeah that and i think like at this point and i know that a lot of people have different opinions about it i think we talked about it in rebel yell um that there is a possibility that there are other Jedi out there that who have survived, and Kanan, you know, is an example of another Jedi that we hadn't mm-hmm. heard of that did survive. And the galaxy is really big; people can go and hide a lot of places, and a lot of, you know, there's all kinds of Jedi. So, who's to say that some of them weren't, you know, kind of more likely to fall to the dark side after surviving something like the tragic Order sixty six? You know, so maybe there are some some other force users out there that aren't using their powers for good anymore. Um, and he comes up against one of them. It could even be someone who just found a lightsaber. Yeah, that's true too. Uh, But hopefully he'd be able to dispatch of them quickly. (laughs) I don't know. He's new to using it. (laughs) I guess in, uh, in Clone Wars, we saw who we saw Cad Bane use a lightsaber and we saw Hondo use a lightsaber too, right? Yeah. Just briefly. um, Well, in the legends, universe there were well, like jag used a practice saber there were people who picked them up yeah they pick them up but i've always felt like if a jedi ever came up against someone that was not a jedi 
and they had a lightsaber battle that the Jedi should be able to end that battle pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, so they would have to be really practiced with it. Yes. To blow them down. Um, well, I mean, out of these, uh, the Leia one is set in a time period that might be interesting and Luke gets to fight somebody with a lightsaber. So we'll see. Maybe they're more interesting than I'm giving them credit for. Um, comics wise. They oh, all sorry. just say it's a thrilling new adventure. Thrilling new adventure. Isn't everything. Uh, Comics-wise, we have a couple of announcements. Uh, Star Wars Journey of the Force Awakens is, you know, just the generic title. Um, I guess that's going to be kind of a prequel comic that's leading up to The Force Awakens. Or is that the one that Um, they had the Phil Noto cover? I think that's the Phil Noto cover one. Okay, so that one's set right after Return of the Jedi as well. Or at least that's what the cover implies. Yes. Because we get a picture of all of the the people on Endor celebrating. Endor portrait. Yes, which that picture looks really cool. Uh, although Luke's face is a little diff- is a little cartoony. Everybody else looks pretty normal. It is really beautiful artwork. Yeah, he's he's really good. I loved his uh, his episode seven uh, artwork that he did. H- had you seen that? It's got Finn and Ray on it with like a lightsaber in the yeah. middle. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. That looked awesome. I was like, oh, that could be the official poster right he there. He also. Uh, did a yeah he did um a rogue one. Oh yes one. he did i so. saved that one just in case i wanted to use it as my wallpaper on my phone yeah um which that's definitely a speculative you know you know yeah. art because we don't piece. we don't even know you know what character that actress is playing or if she'll even be a pilot um but yeah that's that that cover or that art that he did looked really awesome i know a lot of people got excited for that one but we don't really know much about this comic, um, and the title is just pretty much the same title as the the whole series. Um, so yeah, don't know what I to think expect. From a marketing perspective, it's a very smart move. They're putting something out there for everybody. Yeah, definitely. And I'm and that one I'm in, I'm interested in. I like comics a lot. Uh, some of my favorite Star Wars literature has been the comics, so I would love to to see from the comics perspective uh some of these events between between the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy i just hope they give us some stuff that's closer to the beginning of the force awakens and not all kind of set right after return of the jedi um give us give give us some lead up to the characters that are actually in the force awakens Uh, maybe some of the stuff they haven't announced yet is that i hope so Um, instead of just all these stories set you know right after return of the jedi uh, we also got a C-3PO comic, which I never would get excited for. Um, not one somebody my... will. Yeah, somebody out there, uh, all the C-3PO fans um, are pretty excited for this one, I'm sure. But the idea of, I guess, this one is that he's kind of telling the story. Yeah, that's just not something that I'm that excited for. How do you feel about C-3PO? Um, he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not particularly excited for this one. I would rather hear a story told from Chopper's perspective. I mean, he does he does tell a good story. He told the Ewoks a story. Ah, uh, they're an easy crowd. The whole the whole thing is just going to be in Ewokies and sound effects. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, until I hear more about that one, that one doesn't sound that interesting to me. Um, and then beyond that, I think the only thing else we know about is some reference books. Uh, mm-hmm. Star Wars, absolutely everything you need to know. 
Which isn't as much as it used to be. Right. Yeah, I guess now if we're just going by canon. Although they're starting to fill that out. You know, we have <laughs> we have the Clone Wars, you know, which, you know, six seasons of the Clone yeah. Wars. That's actually a lot of stories. Um, and then we ha- have Rebels and the new comics. And, you know, now we have three novels that have been out by the time this novel or by the time this book has been published. We'll have a couple more novels. Um, so, I mean, there's enough, obviously, that they can fit it into a or enough to justify uh, making a book about it. I guess this will be kind of like the new essential guide in a way. Yeah. There's also, well, Ultimate Star Wars is coming out too. But that's from DK. Which might kind of cover some of the same stuff. Yeah, but I don't think it's technically part of this Journey to the Force Awakens thing. Right. But there'll probably be some overlap with everything you need to know. Well, let's see what the publisher summary says here. Um, it says, Star Wars Absolutely Everything You Need to Know explores the world of Star Wars through lively lists, interesting facts, and questions and answers via a highly engaging infographic design. So it's a BuzzFeed okay. book. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of cool pictures. This would be a good like coffee table book. You know, you just have it sitting on your desk at work or... Somewhere in your house, you can kind of flip through it, look at the charts, probably some cool statistics. Um, yeah, this one sounds interesting, actually. I, I always like a nice uh, essential guide types type thing, um, you know, where I don't have to necessarily get invested in the story, just kind of learn information. I used to eat those up when I was younger, uh, any, any of that them. kind of stuff. I, have <laughs> a I was whole... just so excited to have anything more about these characters and these stories. Yeah, they were like my Star Wars history books, like uh, yeah. Essential Guide to Warfare, the Essential Guide to the Force, uh, Essential Chronology. Man, I ate those up. I was like, yeah, the Essential books, I hope that, um, you know, because that's that's so much material there that is now, you know, all non-canon. So I hope they can really start to flesh out, you know, with this new canon and start getting enough information out there and start filling in all the cracks for us. Uh, for the for this new stuff as well and give us uh, some new essential guides mm-hmm. so let's hope that they they get dan wallace i know dan wallace is still doing stuff um he's still writing stuff for them so uh get him and jason fry and all those other guys that were writing that stuff and get them to do more of it because i love that stuff um and then we have another one called ships of the galaxy and publisher summary discover Details of all the most well-loved ships from the Star Wars saga in this cool book that gives details, diagrams, and facts for 15 ships. and also features an unfolding giant battle scene, including a new ship from The Force Awakens. Oh, cool. So that comes out September 8th. Uh, so we get a new ship from The Force Awakens in that one. A lot of these things are coming out September 4th, too. They're yes. all like, coming out in a group from what, I, well, from what we know so far. A lot of them are coming out in a group. Yeah, it seems like all the stuff that they've announced so far all is coming out right at the beginning of September, which for a podcast like ours, that could be yeah, quite a challenge. Anybody reviewing the books kind of like, oh, crud. Yeah, we'll have to stagger that out somehow or just do a couple episodes, you know, briefly covering everything. I don't know. We'll have to figure that one out as it comes. But Let's do free association, yell out a title whatever thoughts pop into your head next one go (laughs) um so that's i think that's pretty much it as far as what they've announced so far 
Um, I thought maybe I had heard about another thing that just got announced maybe today, but I didn't get it on the list. So if you're listening to this and you're like, no, there's that one more thing. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I, I have missed it. But um, yeah, I think they say it's 20 plus. I think right now, based on what we what we just listed off, how many is that? Nine. So so we have at least 11 other titles yeah. that we are unaware of. Uh, and we have been told there will be sticker books. So we're going to hold them to that. <laughs> um, I would like a sticker of that new Force Awakens ship, actually. So, yeah, um, it's it's cool, though. I mean, we're getting all this stuff coming right before The Force Awakens. Um, and that's what everybody's really excited about, that movie coming out. And I really hope that they, they give us some solid content and that it's not all just filler, you know, kind of. I guess that's always the danger when you have a big event movie like this, that yeah. a certain percentage of this type of material will be, you know, just hype and just to, and I to don't make sales. Think they, I don't think they intend for everyone to read every single one i know they don't they, they know don't some count of us on, well <laughs> yeah they don't count on the weirdos like us to <laughs> yeah it's the, the general population will pick and choose but some of us will be reading everything i'm sure there's gonna be some gems in here and there's probably gonna be some duds but uh i am excited for specific titles that they've announced and i do hope that they give us some uh, information of the characters that are going to be in the force awakens i'd love to get some kind of a prequel comic that happens right before the movie and tells us, you know, where was Finn or where was Ray or where was Poe Dameron? Like what, what is their story that leads up to the events? So what do they do? Crossing my fingers. Yeah. We don't even know what their roles from? are. Yeah. So we're like excited and we're like, we, they're probably good guys. <laughs> they seem like they are. <laughs> um, are you a spoiler? Like, do you, do you read the spoilers and stuff as they come out? Um, no. Or do you stay away? I, I avoid them, and um, but on hyperspace theory, sometimes we do talk about spoilers. So my policy is uh, with Trisha and BJ, my co-hosts, they can read them, and then they can decide if they want to share it with me, and then I hear it for the first time when we're recording, and then I react to it. I but We haven't done a whole lot of that, which is fine with me. I have been staying away. Uh, from as many spoilers as I can. And I know some have kind of just, sometimes you just can't avoid it, you know, especially if you're on Twitter and somebody will just have a reaction to a spoiler and not even think about the fact that they're just blasting out to everybody. Um, So sometimes I get frustrated with certain things that come up and I'm like, I really didn't want to know that. (laughs) And I just kind of tell myself, oh, that's just somebody speculating. That's not a fact, you know, or that couldn't be right. You know, so I'm, I'm trying to go into The Force Awakens with as much of a clean slate as I can, but there have been some things that I've seen that that um, I think might might mess up my viewing of it a little bit, but we'll see. I typically try to stay away from spoilers um, in general for anything, not just Star Wars movies, but so I get mad. <laughs> when, it's uh, hard when you're reviewing the books though and you want to talk about them but you're like no one's read them yet yeah so keep your mouth shut just write this down for later tweet it a month after it comes out <laughs> yeah i i uh i got spoiled for um and now vector prime mm. so i i remember i was getting into the new jedi order and i was super excited for it and do you remember when they did like a trailer for the new Jedi yes. order that actually yes, had the yes, yes. had Mark Hamill's voice in it. Yeah. And I was just like this is the best thing ever. Like this is going to be like 
better than Star Wars, better than the movies, you know, this, this is going to be amazing. And then I forget how it happened, but I got spoiled by what happens. Um, well, I guess it's long enough now. Uh, Chewbacca, poor Chewbacca. <laughs> so, yeah, when I, I saw that spoiler before I actually read it in the book and I was very upset. But I still cried, even though I knew it was going to happen. Yeah, it was, it was rough. <laughs> rough on everybody. But, all right, well, I think that's pretty much it as far as the journey of the Star Wars Force Awakens. I, some cool stuff coming out. Are you, are you like, what, out of all of that stuff, what are, what are you most excited for? Aftermath. Aftermath, okay. Yeah. How about you? I'm going to say Aftermath as well. I... I think that's the one. I'm very interested to see, uh, based on what I'm hearing from people, um, Chuck Wendig, and just kind of see what he does with the Star Wars novel. Um, and then, hey, it's like, it's kind of like the whole when you first read a novel that happened after Return of the Jedi in like the Legends era. Like mm-hmm. we're getting that all over again. You know, it's this is the first stuff that's coming out that is going to have a huge impact on the new canon being different than the than Legends. It's kind of exciting in a way if you have read the other stuff because you're like, Ooh, are they going to keep anything? You know, what's going to be different? Yeah, that's that to me is more exciting than the actual stories. It's <laughs> just to kind of see how different it is because, you know, it sounds like some of the elements are going to be similar. You know, uh, a fractured, um, you know, oh, I think they did announce the title of the one comic and it was called like... It is, it's Shattered Empire Shattered, number one. Yeah, Shattered Empire. So, you know just that title alone kind of implies that there's a fractured empire out there. They might be coming up against, you know, different people that are vying for power. And that's not too dissimilar to what happened in the, in the legend universe. Mm -hmm. So I think some of those elements will be familiar. Um, So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see how different it is. And, you know, we get a, a chance to, to relearn star Wars again. And for those of us who have been following the novels, and know everything that happens after Return of the Jedi from then up till like I think what forty years after, um, up until Crucible. Yeah. You know we have to relearn that what we thought happened. So I'm, I'm excited for, for that. Some of it I'm okay with losing. <laughs> yes, there's a lot of stuff in there that I you know that definitely, um, isn't great. But there, hey, there's a lot of stuff in there that was pretty awesome too. So, mm. so there is. Hoping- I'm hoping that Han gets to keep his eyes all the way through. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Thank you so much, Kay, for, for hanging out with me and talking Star Wars books. Unfortunately, uh, Teresa wasn't able to join us. Hopefully she'll be back for the next episode. But, um, but uh, yeah, thanks for stopping by and guesting on uh, Star Wars Bookworms. Thanks for having me. It was fun. So on our next episode, I know we said this last time, but we were we are planning. I, I, we should just start saying we're planning instead of making it sound definitive. That way, it gives us a little bit of wiggle room. But we are planning to to um, review the novel Tarkin. Um, we will be seeking out probably another guest to jump on here with us, talk about Tarkin, and uh, give that a full review. Um, so start reading that now. So you, if you haven't already read it, start reading it now so you can listen to our next episode. Um, so Kay, where can, uh, listeners find you if they're looking for you online or looking for some of the stuff that you're doing? You can find me at fangirlblog.com. I'm a contributor there. And then I am on Twitter at geek underscore K-A-Y. 
And then Hyperspace Theories, uh, the podcast, you can find that on fangirlblog.com as well as on iTunes. All right. Yeah, definitely everybody go check that stuff out. And uh, for Star Wars Bookworms, you can find us on Twitter at SWBookworms. Uh, you can also shoot us an email. We will probably read it on the show, uh, just like we read those emails today, starwarsbookworms at gmail.com. Um, and you can like us over on Facebook as well. That's that's where we kind of put most of our you know updates to the Star Wars books and comics news that's coming out. And if you haven't left us a review on iTunes yet, we would love for you to head on over to iTunes. If you enjoy the show, leave us a nice five-star review. And uh, you can find Teresa on uh, Twitter and Instagram at IceColdPenguin. And you can find me at AVGoins. And until next time, may the Force be with you.